0: Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your Breakthrough Coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, I am so glad that you are here again with me this week. As you know, this podcast focuses on helping you move forward what matters most And sometimes what matters most and knowing what matters most is really obvious and clear to you. And sometimes it's just not. Sometimes you get to points in life where things have shifted. Sometimes those things are external, like a pandemic or a promotion or a layoff, birth or a death. And sometimes those changes are internal where you're just ready for something new, a different kind of challenge, a shift, some sort of change but you don't always know what that is in terms of the shift or change that you really want to have happen. At these times, the question of what do you want can feel really overwhelming and really daunting. When it comes to times like these, it can be important to know that the best kind of work you can do is the inside work. And what I mean by that is work on what your thoughts are and what your beliefs are about who you are and what that means for how you show up in the world. It means observing yourself and paying attention to what you like and what you don't like. Over time, as you gather this information, you start to see patterns that point you toward your new direction. One of my mentors called this process noticing, narrowing, and then naming. If you are in this, I don't know what I want stage of your life, keep listening. And even if you aren't, listen anyway. What I share today might be something you could share with a friend who is struggling. Okay. So let's talk about three ways to get more clear about what you want. The first method is a little bit on the obvious side, and that is to notice what lights you up. I mean, like seriously, what do you get excited about, big or small, personal or professional, it doesn't matter. These moments of getting lit up are great clues for where and how you want to spend your time moving forward. For example, I used to work at Microsoft and I was in the online advertising division and we worked with a lot of different teams to get things done. And everybody would complain about being in meetings all day. And I would do the same thing and pretend like, oh my gosh, I know I'm like in back to back meetings today. It sucks. And I would act so annoyed. And I I didn't really talk like that. I'm obviously exaggerating, but I would act so annoyed. But deep inside, I actually loved being in meetings all day. I'm not kidding. For one, I'm an extrovert and I love collaboration, so being in meetings was often energizing for me. I also love hearing different perspectives and helping everybody get on the same page so we can identify where to go next. Does that sound familiar, moving forward what matters most? <laughs> Way back then, in my Microsoft days, over 15 years ago, actually I think maybe might be almost 20 years ago, maybe it's 16 years ago, I can't remember now, but I was already On my path to becoming a productivity coach. Let me share another example with you. I I have a client who has run half marathons and 10 Ks. And when she chose to run her first half marathon, she was the person that got all of her friends to sign up for it. She was the one who challenged everybody every single day to train. She sent the first text every morning to be like, okay, I got my training in. How'd you guys do? Well, guess what happened? By the time the half marathon rolls around, she realized she never actually signed up for it. Her friends all ran the half marathon at the location that it was being held at, and she mapped out a route around her neighborhood and ran it on her own. Sure, it can be really cool to say that you ran a half marathon, but where all of her excitement came from was encouraging people to get them to sign up for something big to begin with, and then cheering them on through the hard ongoing work of preparing for the big thing. This changed everything in how she approached her life and her work. And guess what she does now? She's a lifestyle coach who leads all sorts of fun challenges to help people be their best selves. So this first method of paying attention to what what lights you up, well, that might be more fun to do because it's fun to look at that kind of stuff. The other two methods I'm going to talk about, well, they're kind of looking at the darker side of our personalities. Method number two is to pay attention to what drives you crazy. You may have heard me talk about this before, but it's called clarity through contrast. It's a method I learned from one of Michael Lozier's books. He talks about the gift that we get from experiencing things we don't like. These experiences are called contrast. Experiencing things that you don't want, big or small, work or personal, can give you clarity about what you do want. One way to approach this this method is to keep a journal of stuff that drives you crazy you know, you just take a, a piece of paper or a page of your journal and draw a vertical line down the center of the page from top to bottom. On the left side of the page, you just start capturing all those things that make you crazy throughout your daily life. Again, work or personal, it doesn't matter. All of it is good information. So I recommend just jotting things down over the course of a few days. And when you have 25 to 30 items collected on that left hand side of the page, then you ch- take a chunk of time. To say, okay, what do I want? If I don't want this, what do I want? Let's say that you're exploring a new job, and on the left hand side of your page, you say, I don't really want a long commute anymore. So, what do you want? And be specific, you can't just say, or I mean, you could say, I want a shorter commute. And if you end up with a shorter commute that's one minute shorter, is that really enough? Probably not. Maybe your commute is an hour now, and you decide that what you really want is a 30 minute commute. That's what you would write down on the right-hand side of the page, just across from the really long commute complaint. I remember doing this work with one of my one-on-one clients who was doing some career exploration, and I just said, "Be your brightest version of yourself and just fire off to me all the stuff that just makes you crazy about your current job." And one of the things that he mentioned was being in meetings where people aren't prepared and they waste my time. Now, when I ask people, "Okay, so what do you want instead?" They can be a, a bit glib and say something like, Well, I want to be in meetings where people are prepared and they don't waste my time. And he said something along these lines. But when I pushed harder, what we uncovered was that he what he actually wanted was to work on a team that respects each other and each other's time. And that's that's a whole different thing, right? So not a whole different thing, but it's it's a broader thing to consider. So we took every item on his list and turned it into an, okay, so what do I want? And with that, what it allowed him to do is to have a kind of checklist or scorecard that he could use when he started interviewing on other teams and at other companies. Creating this list of stuff that made him crazy allowed him to get clear about what he actually wanted. And that didn't mean that the heavens parted and the perfect job landed in his lap immediately. It meant that he had the tools to attract the opportunities that he would be excited about and filter out the opportunities that he wouldn't be excited about. And then he landed the perfect job. Okay, last method. This is another one that can deal with some tricky feelings, we'll just say. In this last method, we're talking about the stuff that makes you crazy. Or in the last method, we talked about the stuff that makes you crazy And this one, we're talking about jealousy and envy. Now, there's nothing wrong with these feelings because they are providing you information. The stuff that makes you crazy is what you don't want. And that contrast can provide you clarity. The stuff that makes you jealous and envious gives you clues to what you do want. And sometimes it can feel bad to feel that way. Like, well, aren't you special? Or isn't that neat that you get, you know, fill in the blank. Pay attention to what makes you feel that way do you want some of what they have? That's okay. That's good information to have. That's a good thing to know. That is clarity. That is figuring out what you want. And when you have that clarity, then you can think about the steps that you could take to get that for yourself. And then you can actually maybe be genuinely happy for that person that already has the thing, the experience, the life, the whatever it is that you want. The reason why you can be so happy for them, it could be a little selfish, right? Because what is so cool about those folks having that thing that you're envious of is that they are evidence that it is, that it is possible to have those things. And like the last method I talked about, the envy not, might not be the for the exact thing that they have, right? The envy might not mean that you want the exact thing that they have. I remember watching this movie recently with J-Lo and she plays a version of herself as pop star who's been married a few times. And it's called Marry Me and her co-star is Owen Wilson. And it is a so, so romantic comedy. It's fine. Anyway, this character has all these people waiting on her hand and foot. And I really was watching that kind of going, well, that must be nice, right? And you don't have to do a damn thing or lift a damn finger. Like in my head, I really was thinking that. And I was just kind of like, okay, Elise, what's going on here? But that wasn't true. What was true was that she got to do what she was best at and she had other people to support her to do the things that she wasn't the best at. She got to focus on doing the stuff that only she could do like performing interviews, etc. Okay. So how about a real world example though? So we can have some real evidence. One of the business coaches I follow talks often about her amazing team. She'll give some sort of tip. And I think, Oh, that must be nice. I bet you just have your team do that as if that's a bad thing. <laughs> What it got down to was I just couldn't do it all anymore. In order to be writing these podcasts and recording them, developing and recording my courses, promoting the podcasts and content that I create, leading live trainings and Q&A sessions, and working with my one-on-one clients, there are just things I needed to let go of if I didn't want to literally work 24-7. So I hired a podcast producer and I hired a virtual assistant. Neither of these people are full-time employees. They are very part-time. But it was a thing that I could afford now that would give me the relief I was looking for and allow me to grow. And I'm so glad I did. So big shout out to Rachel who edited this episode and pretty much every other episode you've heard this year. And a big shout out to Carrie for helping me support my Just community. She's the VA that is working with me. And if listening to that just made you go, "Oh, that must be nice that she's got people to hand stuff off to," well, it might be time for you to think about how you could get a little help too. So whether you're feeling the urge to make a shift, but you don't know what it is quite yet, or you just want to make sure you're staying tuned into yourself and what you truly care about, try at least one of these three methods this week. Consider taking a step back, observing yourself, and paying attention to either the stuff that lights you up, the shit that drives you crazy, or the people that you're envious of. And know that I would be ever so grateful if you would share this episode with your besties out there whether that is your business BFF, your personal BFF, I don't care. Share this episode with your BFFs so you can help them get clear about what they want too, and you can cheer each other on and making that a reality. Okay. You know what it's time for, right? Of course it is time for the question of the week. So I want to know which of these clarity challenges will you take on this week? Paying attention to what you love, paying attention to the shit that drives you crazy, Or paying attention to your envy. Be sure to head on over to Instagram and respond to my question of the week there and let me know which one you're gonna try out this week. And I would love it at the end of the week, you let me know what you uncover. You can always direct message me right there on Instagram and I'll respond to you. I'm the one who monitors my Instagram messages, so I'll really be the one who replies. All right, that is all for this week. I'll be with you again next week. And until then, keep moving forward. What matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the productivity breakthrough podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today or uncover free resources over at eliseenriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.